The Pelicans got back to winning ways with a victory over the Jazz, and you saw some improvements from the rotation, the offense, late in the fourth quarter. I'll break down what happened in that win in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all, this is Friday's show, coming out a little bit later on a Saturday, holiday travel, things like that have gotten to me. We're going to be back to a regularly scheduled programming all next week, normal shows. We'll have a show on New Year's Day, ready for you after this game against the Lakers on New Year's Eve, which we'll talk about in the third segment. That one will just probably be a little bit later coming out the next day, but we'll have it and kind of be back to regularly scheduled programming for you all week long as the Pelicans start to make a push and the January schedule is tough. We will talk about that in a future episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Today and every day, we are the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, including the 112 105 win over the Utah Jazz on Thursday night. This was a solid win for the Pelicans, a win I think they needed to get. And what's most important about this is you saw some just overall improvements, right? How much easier was that fourth quarter compared to what it's been? Were we stressed a little bit at times late in the fourth when the Utah Jazz got the game within one point, 99-98 after New Orleans had had a lead basically throughout all of this one? An 11-point lead was their largest margin at one point. Looked like maybe they were going to blow it yet again, but the Pelicans got it done with... Lo and behold, Trey Murphy, someone we just talked about on the show saying maybe he needs to start, needs to take a bigger role, and they need more shooting out there. He provided that in this game, hitting two big threes late in the fourth quarter. But when you watch this game, right, it's not so much that they just had Trey out there. There were a couple of things that really got them this victory. We'll get into Larry Nance Jr., who was great in this one, I thought. But when you look at Zion Williamson, Trey Murphy, you know, Brandon Ingram, they just all worked so much better together. One of the reasons the Utah Jazz got back into this game was some of those bad rotations, just a two defensive lineup, right? You had Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels, Larry Nance Jr. One shooter, one score, and a bunch of kind of like blah on offense. Otherwise, no offense, but there's limitations to those other three guys out there. So to let the Utah Jazz come back in, and instead of like doubling down on defense, Willie Green realizing they needed offense, went with it, put in Trey Murphy, put C.J. McCollum back in there, and closed with that small ball lineup that they want to see, unlocked by Larry Nance Jr. again, coming up in the next segment here because he was great. But it was Trey Murphy who hit two threes in the final four minutes of the game, right? You know, that was a real big deal there that was a backbreaker. And when you look at having just that shooter out there, C.J., Um, Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, four offensive threats like that around Larry Nance Jr. 
the spacing was a little bit better. You know, one of the things that I think is worth noting in this game is Zion Williamson didn't have any points in the final four minutes of the game. He really only checked back in, you know, with the two minutes left in this one after, again, they'd gone too defensive. And then immediately doesn't take a shot, doesn't, well, he took one shot, went to the free throw line, missed both of them, of course. But one of the things is he assisted on the final three buckets of this game. He assisted one to Brandon Ingram, one to Larry Nance Jr. on a dunk, and then a three-pointer to Trey Murphy. When the spacing is just a little bit better, it allows him to drive, attack, draw in that defense, and find the open man. That could be a cutter in Larry Nance Jr., right? It could be Brandon Ingram, who's wide open in the mid-range game there when they're running two-man actions with him and Zahn. Or it's Trey Murphy for the deep three. All of those options were available and everything just flowed better. Was it perfect? No. That's where when, you know, people say, and I've even said, these guys need to kind of like figure things out together a little bit. You still see that. They're not really capable of doing that when the spacing is mucked up, when things like that are bad, but when they actually have room to operate and kind of be the best versions of themselves, and Trey Murphy really does unlock a lot of that, I think, it really opens things up and allowed them to really close the door in this game. Again, Trey hitting those two threes, which were really the daggers, the backbreakers for the Utah Jazz, I think shows that there is something there and he needs to be playing more minutes. To be fair, Willie Green is starting to figure that out. You know, we were critical of Willie Green, or I was critical, I think most people were. After that loss, the second loss to the Memphis Grizzlies in overtime, right? But in overtime, Trey Murphy played basically, you know, the majority, that whole quarter, right? He started overtime and played the entirety of it. I think that's worth noting too. Him basically closing this game out against the Utah Jazz and playing a ton of minutes in the fourth and in there in the final couple of minutes is also worth noting, right? Of all the Pelicans players, he played the most minutes in the fourth quarter and he went two of four from three, Pretty important there with everything, right? You know, that's more minutes than Zion Williamson played in the fourth quarter. That's more than Brandon Ingram, more than CJ McCollum, all of those things. And when you look at Zion's minutes in the fourth quarter, it tended to be with more shooters out there, playing in with CJ, playing in with Brandon Ingram, playing in with Trey Murphy. Other scores widens, spaces the court out, right? And better things happen that way. You know, the Pelicans... Uh, Zion had zero turnovers in the fourth quarter of this one. That's exactly what you want to see from these guys, right? The spacing's better. It just leads to better things. You know, Zion in the fourth quarter against the Utah Jams didn't take, uh, didn't score in the final two minutes of the game, but was three of four. You know, they had a 59% field goal percentage in the fourth quarter because they were finally playing some better minutes you know, better offensive minutes, which lead to more space. So I thought you saw a little bit of growth here in this game from the team. I was on ESPN radio um, and they asked me the question the other day of like, what do you want to see in the final like, game or two here? Really now it's the final game against the Lakers. And one of the things was like, continue to run Trey Murphy and put better lineups out there. I don't really care if you win or lose. I want to see some improvements and progress that this team understands what they need to be doing. Look, it's one game. That's not a trend. That's not enough to draw sweeping conclusions here. But at least it's been more, look, that's more encouraging than not encouraging, I think we can safely say. And that I think is really important too, that you saw some just better rotations, more offensive lineups out there and allowed the Pelicans to close this game out when it did look like it was getting away from them. Again, the Utah Jazz got it within a point and then offense saved the day for the Pelicans. That's what it should be. That's what it needs to be. 
The guy who was important in all of this, the entirety of the game here, was Larry Nance Jr. and allowed them to do some things they really want to do. Let's break that down. That's going to be coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you versus the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you pick more or less on the stat projection for two to six players, and then you watch the winnings roll in. And with basketball season and football season underway, you can have a combo projection across both of those. You can take CJ McCollum plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three pointers made and reception. You know, and with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, you know, everything that you could be looking for, it's what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. So if you want to get in on the action, go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first-time deposit match up to $100. That's free money when you go make a deposit over at PrizePix, and they're going to match it up to $100 when you go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA. Price picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure you're listening every day. Become an everyday or let me know in the comments down below. Are you seeing some improvements from Willie Green? Are you a little bit encouraged after this game against the Utah Jazz? And now for your second listen, Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day uh, with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So let's get into Larry Nance Jr. making his return for the Pelicans in this game after a couple of weeks out. You know, he's had an up and down season, really two seasons here, where it seems like he has definitely struggled at times, but he hasn't just really been fully healthy either. But he comes back into this game and immediately makes his impact felt in the Pelicans, on the Pelicans. You know, this is a game that they won, was 112-105, so a seven-point win. You know, he was the only Pelican who had a double-digit positive plus-minus. He was plus 16, so when he was on the court, the Pelicans outscored the Jazz by 16. You know, I've started to really kind of change my opinion on the stats because it can measure impact, I think, and it shows you that a guy is winning the minutes when he's out on the court. Something is going right. You know, whether that's their individual contribution to that or a larger lineup they're a part of. But with Larry Nance Jr. in this game, you could really feel it. He was absolutely phenomenal. Part of that is, I think, you know, getting back into the game and just wanting to make an impact after being out for so long as a guy who, you know, he loves to play basketball. He loves to help his team. He's very invested and kind of all in and basically on every team he's been. But it definitely feels like that here in New Orleans. And for someone who has struggled, I think, you know, when he's been playing this season, again, injuries have played a part of that. But even going back to last season, too, he hasn't been, you know, making kind of a scoring impact that you would like to see from him that they could potentially use from him. You know, and as undersized, there are some rebounding issues and other things like that, too, with him. You didn't feel any of that in this game whatsoever. He was absolutely phenomenal. In this game, I'm trying to see the last time Larry Nance Jr. had like a double digit scoring effort and it's 
February 10th of 20 of this year, technically 2023. So it's been a minute, right? So for him to come in after that injury layoff and make the positive impact that he did, I think is tremendous. In 25 minutes, you know, he had nine points, seven rebounds. He was four, six from the field, one of two from three, which is great. Five steals, a block, nine points. We don't care about the double-digit points when you're doing everything else like that. And he really, truly did in this game. And it, it somewhat unlocked what they wanted to do defend, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, too. You know, he's a very different center than Jonas Valanciunas. I think Jonas is underrated. He is a workhorse. He's very reliable. You know what you're going to get from him. But again, as we've talked about trades and things like that, and I said he could be untradeable for this team. He's been that good, I think. You know... The what's the line that I say if you're an everyday, right? It's not you, Jonas, it's us. It's us, the Pelicans here. You know, it just doesn't fit what they want to do. You know, he at times definitely mucks up spacing when Zion drives and Jonas is just kind of down there. That's what it is. And the defender is going to go over and, and mess with the spacing and screw up Zion Williamson. You know, with Larry Nance Jr., you can at least put him in the corner and you know he can cut. He can work off ball in a way that Jonas Valanciunas doesn't do the work in the exact same way. And you saw it late in this game, right? Larry Nance Jr. getting that dunk from Zion Williamson late in the fourth quarter, you know, really opening things up, making an impact with everything that he was doing. That dunk was huge. It was that and the two Trey Murphy threes that really sealed this game in the Brandon Ingram mid-range shot too. But working off ball like that and just being an offensive threat, if guys know he can cut, he's going to cut, you need to be aware of him. It means that, you know, you can't necessarily just completely sag off of him and focus in on Zion Williamson. The fact that he could hit the three, again, he's not going to space the court, but it's about making opponents pay, right? Same thing with Trey. It's about making opponents pay, and they put guys out there on the court that if you double-team Zion Williamson, if you take off the rim, and you have him, you know, a help defender come over to Zion, and it leaves Larry Nance Jr. open, he can move, and Zion can get him the ball. Three assists for Zion in the final two minutes of the game, right? You know, he had eight assists in this game overall. That's the type of offense that you need. Anything that just puts more threats out there that bends that defense, and Larry Nance Jr. was a really, really big Part of it, you know, it's also why their their defense really limited the Utah Jazz over the final couple, you know, moments of the game where they really did stifle them and didn't allow them any easy shots. The Utah Jazz in the final four minutes of the game were two of two for six, oh for th- four from three. They couldn't really generate any sort of offense there other than maybe getting to the line a little bit, which Lowry Markinen did. It was, you know, the way the Pelicans defense is kind of designed is not with like rim protection in mind. Jonas is not a rim protector. Larry Nance Jr. is not a rim protector. There's just no straight up rim deterrent down there. You know, okay, we're going to funnel you into Rudy Gobert like the, you know, the Jazz used to do and the Minnesota Timberwolves do now. The Pelicans kind of rim protection is we're just not going to let you get there in the first place. We're going to prevent that by defending on the perimeter, by switching pick and rolls and different things like that, right? Jonas can't do that. So when he's out there, you do see guys like John Morant kind of torching the Pelicans, getting into the lane, getting to the rim and scoring. With Larry Nance Jr. out there, because he can switch on the perimeter, it allows them to defend in kind of the way that they want to prevent guys from getting into the lane, from getting into, you know, the, the fourth quarter and, you know, attacking the basket, right? The Utah Jazz only took one shot at the rim in the final four minutes of the game here. That's exactly what you want to see. 
limit them. And with Lanny Jr. back in the fold and playing at that level, that really helps things, I think. He definitely does bring energy to this team, too. There are limitations. There are limitations. This guy isn't untouchable, shouldn't be untouchable on this roster by any means. But if he can work well off ball like that, that still provides Zion Williamson some outlets and some spacing in a way that Jonas Valanciunas doesn't. And I think that's also why, you know, even if they were running just Trey out there, and Larry with the three other starters, you don't need to make many more changes than that because that can definitely be enough provided those guys are doing what they should be doing. And in this game, they were. That's, I think, a big thing. You know, it definitely means you can't run your offense through Jonas, which they need to maybe do more of at times. But when you actually have the proper spacing and things like that, the offense will click, the offense will work, and you definitely saw in this one it was really with Larry Nance Jr. And then with the energy he was bringing defensively too, I think that was big. Five steals is not a fluke. He was fantastic in this game. The seven rebounds from him, six of them being defensive boards, trying to play bigger. Maybe it was just simply he needed to get healthy, right? Sometimes that makes all the difference in the world with everything. So him being a little bit healthier, looking just more spry, better, all of that really led to some great things and why the Pelicans look significantly better in this fourth quarter in crunch time here. You know, you also got to keep in mind that it's against the Utah Jazz that haven't been great this season, don't want to be great, though they were coming in on a three-game winning streak, which could have spelled problems for New Orleans, and it didn't. That does say something there, too. So hopefully this is a team that, you know, the Pelicans... putting things together, figuring some things out, and it wasn't just like a one-off game. You know, I think when we look at this, we'll be able to kind of get more of a sense of them against the Los Angeles Lakers in the New Year's Eve game here in New Orleans. Let's look at that, talk about that game coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, because I do think that's going to be a very important one. That's coming up here right now in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel because as the weather gets colder, the NBA offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if the team you pick wins. You want to bet the Pels on the money line against the Los Angeles Lakers? If the Pels win, you win that $5 bet and you get $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, it's no better time to get in on the action. I love it that the app is super easy to use and it has all of the betting options that I want. The spreads, the player props, which are my favorites, the over-unders. They have everything, including same-game parlays to get an even bigger payout. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on the NBA action this season. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. 150 bucks in bonus bets if your team wins on a $5 money line bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, a little late on this one, the holidays and all that travel getting me and it's going to be back to a normal schedule. The show will be out a little bit later on New Year's Day and then regularly scheduled programming. They play the Nets the night of the second. We'll have a show out there for you on the second, of course. So everything going to be coming to y'all like you want. So we're going to be back to five days a week, back to doing some of the live shows and things like that as well. I'm excited to get back to all those. We'll be coming back to you courtside and things like that once we just get past the holiday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show and be coming every day. Listen Monday through Friday and comment down below on YouTube. The number one thing you can do to support the podcast. Keep it free five days a week for y'all. The number one Pelicans podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team 
every day. So big game coming up against the Los Angeles Lakers on New Year's Eve. This is going to be a loud one in the Smoothie King Center for a variety of reasons. A variety of reasons, I think. One, there's going to be a lot of Lakers fans there, but there's also a lot of hatred And if you're a Pelicans fan against the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, by the way, has been one of the better players in the NBA the past like couple of weeks. He's on a bit of a tear recently, and the Pelicans... This is just going to be a tough test for him, to be perfectly honest with y'all. Um, he's listed as day-to-day. I don't know if he's playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Lakers are going to be on the back-to-back coming in on New Year's Eve here. But Anthony Davis has been on an absolute heater basically for like the month of December. His numbers right here, by the way, 28.9 points per game, 12 rebounds, three assists, a steal, two and a half blocks. He's shooting 54% from the field, 47% on very limited attempts from three. You know, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Pelicans don't really have a matchup that like helps them with Anthony Davis. There's not really a defender you can throw at him, especially with how he's playing right now. That's going to do the trick here, which means this one's going to be a tough test. And Anthony Davis does like to play hard against New Orleans, probably harder than he plays otherwise for things. So when you look at it, this one makes me a little bit nervous unless you press the point of attack. You know, when I look at this game, I'm looking for a couple of things. And if you're an everyday, you know, I don't love to do previews on the show because we can talk about so many different things and then the Pelicans can do none of that and still win the game or do all of those things I say they do they should do to win the game and then lose the game too. I find this one interesting because I think this is the type of game, though, that can tell you a lot about kind of the mentality and the preparation of the Pelicans. You know, you got embarrassed by the Los Angeles Lakers in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago and it was very disappointing to see. You know, Zion took the brunt of the heat after that game, but really nobody played well for the Pelicans. That you don't lose by 44 if it's only one player that isn't playing well. That is a team like crap effort, basically. Show some pride and come in and play harder. When I was on ESPN radio, they're like, How do you avoid a repeat of what just happened? And I was like, I don't know. Give a damn. Like, go out and play with pride, play hard, and don't let that happen again. It's really that simple here. And if you want to win this game, look, LeBron, if he decides he wants to go off, is going to go off, and there's not a whole lot you can do. You know, one of the two best players in NBA history, in my opinion. You got to limit everybody else. And it can be tough to limit Anthony Davis, but you can limit Anthony Davis. By pressing the point of attack, they, you know, I've alternated kind of having D'Angelo Russell off the bench, starting, what have you. Herb Jones pressing that point of attack, not letting Anthony Davis get the ball because as a big man, we're all very familiar with this with his career in New Orleans, needs someone to get him the ball. And if you can't make good entry passes, if you can't get him the ball, it really does limit the effectiveness of him. And I'm ready to, I'm curious to see if the Pelicans do that in this game if they're going to come out with the right game plan we've heard them say we're watching film we're looking at film we're trying to kind of learn from our mistakes and do all these things this is one where you do need to come in with a very specific game plan either of how to defend Anthony Davis or how you're going to basically deny him getting the ball and kind of take him out of the game by defending other players and I think that would be very important for the Pels to try and look at. And if they come in with the right game plan, you see Anthony Davis have a bit of a quiet game or where he's like frustrated, I think would be big for the morale of this team and my confidence in this team overall and where they can go kind of over the rest of the season. Because again, the schedule's coming up. The schedule coming up is pretty hard here and they can't afford to kind of drop some of these winnable games, even if this one's going to be tough. 
but there's enough talent here. We've seen them put it together in little bits, like this game against the Utah Jazz, other things like that. It's time to really kind of hit the next gear on this Pelican season. And I think, you know, this is a game where you can show that and you can make that statement and instill a lot of confidence in the squad here. And hopefully they're going to do just that so enjoy the game on new year's eve we'll be back on new year's day for you monday with a show a little bit later for everything but it'll be out on monday and we'll be back to the regularly scheduled programming with all of that so i'm excited to get back into it a big part of the pelican schedule coming up a whole lot to talk about we'll look at trade targets we'll look at the x's and o's what's going on with this team so please subscribe to the locked on pelicans podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter Happy New Year, y'all, and I'll be back with y'all in like a couple of days here.